All right, everybody, welcome into this week's Tuesday edition of the GOAT Podcast. I'm Nick. Put you in a trash can. Oh, I haven't even said it. Exactly, that's the thing. You were mocking me over here. I was trying to introduce the the podcast. Because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have never heard the podcast. And they're interested in in hearing what it is. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Josh Robinson. This is the GOAT podcast. This is a Tuesday edition. We do two shows. We do a Tuesday Walker, Thursday. I love how he said, this is Josh Robinson. Welcome to the GOAT podcast. This boy did acting it's like, like we're not even it's like, I'm Josh it's, Robinson. It's like, it's like very minor co-hosted by. It's like, welcome to the Josh Robinson show. Welcome to the Josh Robinson show. Featuring. Uh, Robinson. Presented by GOAT Entertainment. Uh, my my two uh, subordinates are Nick oh. Borden and Walker Kirk. He's uh, speaking for us. <laughs> I'm about to unplug your microphone right here, right now. It's uh, if you've ever heard of the Pat McAfee show, it's kind of comparable to that, where there's Pat McAfee, and unless you watch it, there's several other guys you don't know the names of. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know what? Th- this specific episode, I would love to see you try to drive this boat. I'm very honest right now. <laughs> this is a. This I is would a love poor, for you to try to drive this boat. This is a poor right episode now. for me to try and drive the boat. Yeah. Let's let him have it, Walker. Let's let him have it. I don't I'll freaking up. like I'll this. I'll sit down and shut up. Uh, we'll put the I'm already sitting down. down. All right, fellas. Uh, we got some big waves being moved in the coaching sphere in college football uh, as the number one Auburn podcast in North Alabama. Uh, Hugh Freeze from the Liberty Flames flying on down to uh, to to. <laughs> See, you've already missed like your opening Ooh. line. Was <laughs> this tells you this guy. I mean, you, you already missed it. I mean, brother. All right, y'all take I it away. You know, I'm not a meteorologist, Walker, but I can tell you something. There's a freeze incoming in Auburn right about mm. now. There's a cold front. Mm-hmm. I see. It's, it's a little icy outside, isn't it, Walker? Yes, it is. It's good. Grass has some ice outside. A There's little ice around. A little dew, if you will. A little freeze going on. A little fog rolling in. No. Fog's fog rolling. See, see <laughs> no. cold. Yes, guys, so it was officially announced yesterday around 3, 4 o'clock that Hugh Central. Freeze would be the 31st head coach in the history of Auburn football. Why are you looking crazy right now? I don't know why, but my brain feels like that's a shockingly low number of coaches for a football program of, of a college such as Auburn. I understand that they have not been playing college football there since 1776. I get that. And I understand that 33 is, is probably a very reasonable number. But when you said it out loud, I was like, you know, that's that's less than the number of presidents of the United States. Indeed. So, I don't know. I, I just assumed that there were more. I'm, I was shocked in the moment that there weren't more, and, and my face couldn't show it. Could not show it. This is where you continue. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm getting there. In the history of Auburn's football program, there has been 31 31- head football coaches. And, Walker, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's been this weird narrative the last couple years specifically that Auburn is a place where coaches go to die, essentially, as far as, like, their careers, that you know? Is, that is true. That Being, like, we ruin coaches' careers. When you really think about it, since the year 2000, we've had – this is a, we're on our fifth head coach, so in 22 years. That's not terrible, right? Oh, no, that's, like – An average of, like, really four good. and a half years – for coach last that is super good. Yeah, that's super good. So that that this an insane narrative that Auburn's a place where they kill the careers of coaches is just insane. 
obviously the Brian Harson hires didn't work, but Gus Malzahn was there for eight years. Yes. Granted, Gene Chizik was there for four years. Had to be let go. He did. You can't you can't go three and nine, and expect to keep your job. That, especially in the SEC. Two years after you had won a national championship. The demise was so quick, so fast. Well, once Gus left, and once the other defensive coordinator left, and he brought in the guys he brought in, Lord have mercy. Interesting. Terrible. Um, but yes. Yeah, so finally, you know, I can first, you know, even though we talked about Lane Kiffin a lot the last couple weeks. Him ultimately deciding to stay with Ole Miss. I'll I'll go ahead and say Hugh Freeze was my number three. He was my number three choice. If we couldn't get Lane, I wanted Dion, but it just it didn't really seem that realistic, even though it, it could have been and should have been. But going the going the route of Hugh Freeze, I mean, he he's a proven guy as far as he can recruit, he can flip a program, he can beat Nick Saban. He can. Bro, he's I mean, and he's one of those he was one of those revolutionary guys that the style of offense we have today in college football wouldn't have happened if Hugh Freeze wasn't part of that changing of the landscape in the early twenty tens. So Walter, I just want to know quickly your thoughts as soon as you saw um online that Hugh Freeze was gonna be named the head coach after what felt like a very long yes. coaching search, especially yes. once Wisconsin and Nebraska were already naming coaches before we were. So my initial thoughts was let's freaking go obviously mainly because we have a head coach because we have a head coach like we have a legit head coach right. it's fine it felt like it took it felt like we were waiting for i don't know how long was it like three months it felt like it was like well three, as soon as like the season started yeah. and you know we knew harson wasn't going to stay for yeah it felt like we were just waiting around for so long since so start off more or less with dion and that was a exciting time then it was lane equally as exciting and yeah. obviously hugh freeze was in the background he was the one that was there the whole entire time yes um at one point i was saying Lane was my 1A, Dion was my 1B, and then Hugh Freeze was number two. And him being number two was fine with me, and I'm yes. sure it was fine with a lot of other Auburn fans. Yes. Because like you said, we all saw those Ole Miss teams. Yes. We all watched it. We all got to experience how kind of ahead of its time the offense was, at least. Yes. It was very modern at the time. Uh, and he can develop quarterbacks. And yes. We have not had that. Uh, I at all. We, I mean, we haven't had that in – since I was, like, in elementary school. No. The and, thing is, Gus Malzahn was never able to truly yeah. develop a quarterback. Yeah. And it's exciting to know that some kids, surely some kids in the NIL will, will know who, who Freeze is, and they'll be like, I want to be a quarterback for him. So yes. that is an exciting thought. I'm glad, Walter, I'm glad you mentioned NIL, because it should also be noted, this was the guy that the Boosters wanted. They got yes. their guy. Yes. This is the guy they wanted. And with that being said, that means they're just going to be funding... Yes. And funding and funding the NIL deal on the victory um, program that we have, which is going to be huge, especially with the um, with the transfer portal that's opening up in a few days. I'm glad that I'm truly glad that the boosters. It feels like the boosters want this person. And yeah. I'm glad that they have somebody that they do want. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what it's like to have the booster support. Somebody. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, there, there's issues with his past transgressions and things that have gone on. Um yeah, obviously none of us are perfect. And what we have to like come to understand, too, is that like, in the eyes of God Almighty, sin is sin. Sin is sin. It sin is what it is. And the man has repented. The man has admitted his failures. And from what he said, too, he's had in the last five and a half years an accountability system in place that he's kept to this day. And that he told no lie. He, told, he was very upfront and honest with A.D. John Cohen. And then John Cohen checked his uh, sources. 
and double checked and triple checked him and he said yeah no Hugh Freeze told me the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth with all that so you know feels like he can trust him obviously there's been some uh backlash with some members of Auburn Twitter to say the yes. least the one problem I do have with this hire is that it didn't unite the fan base it did not which is sad um, but, you know, once we come around, uh, you know, September, October, and, you know, we're, we're winning games, that's all going to change. I, I really, I mean, people say this about everything, winning cures all. Winning cures all. Winning cures all. And I, I can say this confidently, I believe Hugh Freeze is going to win football games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Auburn. This is also, like, what he was able to do with just quarterbacks develop and what he's able to do with Malik Willis at Liberty of all places. A former Auburn quarterback to yeah, where yeah, yeah. that's – I mean, it's like look at what we dealt with Robbie Ashford, who's just raw talent, raw athleticism. If you can get some, you know – and he was really able to show some some passing skills in the Iron Bowl specifically. Yes. So, if we can get him healed up from his shoulder injury he sustained during the Missouri game that he's dealt with all season, and we can get him trained under a guy like Hugh Freeze, especially with the staff that he's going to create around him. Because like Hugh Freeze said, he's like, you should see my uh, text list right now, the amount of coaches that have reached out to me that want to come to Auburn. Really? That want to coach with me. Yeah. want to be a part of this. Because they already know what's about to happen. And the salary that he's getting paid is not that high. Oh, it's, uh, bro, it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful it's thing. And I already know the rest of that money for the salary, quote-unquote, that we're going to get. Our assistant coaches are going to Oh, but we're going to have such, some talented We're going to have coaches. some good assistant coaches. And, of course, it starts off number one with uh, the new associate head coach, Carnell Cadillac Williams. My GOAT. He did a phenomenal job. He had a great month. Yes. He had a great month. Did what he needed to do. Yes. Did And I'm, I'm so happy for him. That was like – and, you know, if, he w- if they would not have retained Cadillac, the, the fan base would have completely oh, jumped yeah, off no, the sky. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Like I like, bro. It would have been hard to get behind this guy. Yeah, hard. But you know, he did exactly what he needed to do. First person he's reaching out to is Cadillac after he got named that head position. Had a conversation with him. Said in his press conference today, he was willing to get down on his hands and knees and beg him to stay. Yeah, he was like, he said, I didn't have to, but I was willing to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it makes me happy for Cadillac that he's going to stay, have that you know, number two guy you know mm-hmm. position. Yeah, leading the way. It's just it's, he it. knows the university, he knows the fans, and he has the back. I mean, if there is a uniting factor at Auburn right now, it is Cadillac Williams. Yes, solely. Yes, it is him. So to have him to have Cadillac be like, this is fine. Like this is good for us. I'm sure that'll help. Once a, at least once the spring game comes around, I'm sure everything will be a lot more positive than it is right now. Yes, surely. Josh, your thoughts. You hopped in on a. Uh, Auburn Twitter space with me last night. I did, and I, I, all I have to say is God bless both of you. God bless Nick. God bless Walker because, and I understand that this is uh, above, you know, a love, above a passion. This is, you know, ingrained in your souls. Auburn football, Auburn, the University of Auburn Athletics. Um, so it's like it's nothing for you guys to go in and, and hear, like, the nitty-gritty. I was in that Twitter space for all of two minutes, and it was <laughs> the most nothing things being said that I guess were like little teeny tiny little things. Somebody's opinion, somebody's opinion here, somebody's opinion there. And I, I got out of it about after about two, two and a half minutes. Well, you know, you've had to hear what the people had to say, what, the, what were on their thoughts. Right. And so. I, I texted Nick. I was like, hey, man, God bless you for, for being in that. Because the only reason I, it popped up was because it said Nick Borden is in – this thing. As, soon, as soon as I saw Josh Robinson in this space, <laughs> I was like, how long is he going to last? And then <laughs> was my first thought. Nick was like, uh, you know, it is what it is. 
but brother, like this is this is my life. This is this is what I care about. This is how I get information. This is how I get information. And then he started giving me on the rundown of like the fellows that were speaking, saying things in it. And he's like, these are the guys. I mean, we had the insider Justin Hutchinson in there. Basically answering most of the questions. I also had Mike G from the War Report. Shout out to him. So and then we had uh we had a bunch of other guys where it was like from Auburn Twitter where it was like these this I want to hear what they have to say with it. So yeah. Josh, are you uh how are you thinking about just the hire overall? Um, I, I tend to agree with you. It's it's not seemed to have united the fan base. Um I think Lane Kiffin was quite a reach. I don't know that they were really ever going to be able to get him. I th- I'm sure they went after him. I don't know that they were ever going to actually get him. And I don't know that they ever really pursued Deion Sanders. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Uh, Once you start hearing stuff like he's been in talks with Colorado, it's like, okay. Uh, You know, trying to decide between Ole Miss and Auburn is a lot more difficult than trying to decide between Auburn and Colorado. No offense to Colorado. I love Colorado. Go (laughs) Buffalo. Offense to to Colorado, I think. But yeah, no, it's um it, it I mean Hugh Freeze is the guy. Yeah. If anybody if any coach out there that isn't named Nick Saban or Lane Kiffin or whatever is, is gonna be able to come in and make Auburn football great again, um I, I think it's Hugh Freeze. Um and he does have a certain style of play, which I do look forward to seeing how that plays, yeah. how that goes. I was curious as to what party we were gonna be because there's always there in this situation with Hugh Freeze's back, background, whether we were either gonna be the party of look, he's everyone nobody's perfect, blaza blaza blaza, you know, it's not our room to judge, it's way above our pay grade. Which I'm glad that's the the, the road that we are taking. I was just curious. There's also the party of Look, actions speak louder than words, and he's an absolute scoundrel. Even though that happened so. like a decade ago. But Even though it happened a yeah, decade ago. Yeah, that's the thing. It's been it's been long enough. It's you know. As much as winning heals all, time is is one of the ultimate healers. And yeah. Also, I would I will say if that would have happened like last week. <laughs> yeah, last like, week. Two but years ago. Even like two years ago. If or, we would have been his first job back since Ole Miss that happened, that would have been problematic. But the fact that he's been at Liberty yes. the last four years. And he's been successful at Liberty. Yeah. Church I school. Mean, yes. Exactly. Notable church school. Exactly. Yes. So it's just like, you know what? It's okay. The Bab- Not that it's the okay Baptist that he did BYU. That. It's more just like. Baptist BYU. Now it's, just, it's more just like, you know. He's over, not even over it, but he's over it. I mean, yeah. He's, yeah. he's paid his dues. Look, his family is stuck beside him. They're stronger yes. than ever and all that stuff. So. If his wife can can support him still, then I, I think us as human beings, us as a Christian podcast, can support him. Facts, absolutely. Um, quickly, um, just quick thoughts on the games this past weekend, most notably the Iron Bowl, um, and then obviously Michigan Ohio State. My only thing I have to say for the Iron Bowl is first off, the guys offensively played great. Oh, absolutely. Offensive yeah. steam was fantastic. I, I mean, it. the fact that Saban said he hadn't seen some of those plays ran since he was in Pop Warner. Some of those running plays, you just love to hear things like that. Um, the refs absolutely screwed us yes. on that on that punt, on that punt, quote unquote, fumble play. I mean, we've seen you. Everybody has seen enough, you know, of the replays on Twitter to know that was an absolute bogus call. And I just want to say this right here, right now. Any Alabama fan that tries to complain about the refs and acting like the refs don't help you out, you shut up. Literally, shut up. What happens when you get all these? Penalties called on you on the road when you're on the road is because you they could literally call holding every single time for you. It's just the fact that when you're at home, you're you're blessed to not have to deal with that because you know they got the refs in the back pocket. I also had 
coworker of mine trying to convince me. I'm like, I had to tell him right here, right now. You will, I will never be convinced that that man touched that football because he didn't. He didn't. Because there's blades he of grass in between not. when the ball drops. So I mean, like, here's the thing: the refs cheat. I've I'm now like solely convinced that refs cheat for Alabama at home. <laughs> I'm solely convinced it happens. We we can't argue it. Were we going to win that game? Probably not. But that completely altered the, how the game was under. There was momentum shift completely. Um, on to the next thing: Michigan and Ohio State. I, I was mean, dead wrong. I was dead wrong on Ohio. We State. were all wrong. I, I believe so. Fuh. Frauds. Frauds. Talking about yeah. the bitch frauds. Fraudulent. They are. We thought fraud- Tennessee were frauds after the South Carolina. No, not even no. close. You know, Ohio State loses. You can't it was lose never at home. Close. You can't lose at home to your arch rival. 20 plus. Who, when yes. was the last time Michigan had a back to back victory? 2000. Like, it was big when. Years. It was a big win. Uh, um, Jim Harbaugh like beat them once. Like, yes, that, was like that was a huge deal. That was like, all right, he beat them, pay the man. He saved his job, yeah. And now that he's beat them twice in a row, it's like yes. absolute frauds. This is our go- absolute uh, uh, another fraudulent team that we already knew were frauds. Clemson. I said yeah. this at the end of the podcast last week. I was like, "This is a game we should watch out for." I was kind of spitballing. I'm pretty sure I said, I was "Like, yo, I'm pitching." I think I've pitched South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I think the over under, whatever the over under was. I mean, anyways, that doesn't even matter. That DJ Uigalagalelo, whatever the quarterback's name. <laughs> he's out of I've tried for two years. Say it again. Uigalagalelo. I don't freaking know. We didn't even pronounce his name. <laughs> Bro, 8 for 29 passing. Yes. And Dabo's going to say, ah, oh, it wasn't his fault. Brother, 8 for 29. Yeah. It's pretty poor. Shouts to the Alabama fans are also like, maybe we don't want Dabo to take over for Nick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which is so funny. Uh, and then last one, just real quick, Oregon State beat Oregon. I know that's like kind of a who cares, but, you know, Oregon I mean, State did it. Number 21. Uh, they beat Oregon. Gus Malzahn choked a week ago, and he then sure Bonitz's team choked the pre- show. Did. All Auburn team, oh. Auburn people, just sorry. Ellis, you lost to Texas A and M. Yeah, what the heck? What's going on here? Just weirdness. That might Football's have saved. Weird. That might have saved a Jimbo's job. Honestly, yeah. that is also me doubling down on. I did not think LSU was. I, I still was not convinced by LSU. I'm sorry. How much? Uh, so how much does Georgia beat them by in the SEC championship? Let's try and preview those games real quick. Um, conference championship. Uh, Gosh, go ahead. Does the scoreboard? Uh, do they count that high? Well, here's the. Oh, well, I don't think it's like that <laughs> because I don't think Georgia's offense is not that good. Yeah, but their defense. LSU's going to have a very hard time scoring on them. The line is minus seventeen and a half. By the I, way, I liked that line. That's uh, honestly. A that's, a res- that's a fair, respectable line. Fair I think line. I think it goes over that. I think they win by more than that, but I think that's a very respectful line. line. I think they win by 23. I see. I, yeah, I, I, I'm in like the 20 to 24 range. I'm, what I'm I'm, I think it'll be I think it'll be anywhere from 17 to 24 points. Um. Okay, what? I guess Big Ten. Who, who's missionary? Is it, Purdue. Is it, Purdue. Brother, <laughs> well, I tell you, you talked about like, yo – like SEC is a little bit lopsided this year with nine and three LSU making it. Yeah, uh, the fact that Purdue made it in the Big Ten championship. Oof, that tells you all you need to know. Um, the line here is minus sixteen and a half for Michigan. Um, I'm hammering the over on that. Uh, I'm thinking about mm, about the thirty. You're not hammering the over. You're taking the point. Taking the point. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm not a gambler like you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, Tell me about a time you outed yourself. 30. We're going for 30 here for Michigan. 30.1. Uh, yeah. I Give me Michigan. Yeah, give me Michigan. Give me Michigan without the points. Give me Michigan with the points. 
All right, so Kansas State and TCU. TCU did get announced today as the number third, number three team. That's uh, true. The line here is minus two and a half. It's going to be played in AT and T Stadium in Dallas. Interesting. Uh, is guess. there a way that TCU and Kansas State sell out AT and T Stadium? A lot is of there purple. like? There's no way, right? There's of, no way. TCU is a local school, but talking no. about like the most like that sounds like the worst Big Twelve championship of all time. Absolutely, does it not? TCU yeah. and Kansas State, two purple and silver teams. But also, this purple is probably this is probably for TCU fans. This is probably going to be the only time that they, they will play an AT. That yeah, well yeah, they'll get to play at AT and T. But also when they're top four, where it's like if we win this game, we are going to the playoffs. That's a good point. So might as well see your team, you know, potentially with their last win of the season. Um, yeah, I will say. I mean, TCU is going to win. I'm going to say probably by seven. Because Kansas State has been impressive this, this year. Is there a way that – I mean, there's always a chance, but is this is there a chance that TCU, this is the game they choke away? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. There there's is. always that opportunity. Uh, and if TCU loses, and this next game we're going to talk about, Utah and USC. <laughs> USC got announced as number four today um, after a big win over Notre Dame last Saturday. Uh, if they lose this game, if USC loses this game, Alabama's in. Or Ohio State is in. Or no, yeah, Alabama I mean, and Ohio State are in. Yeah. Um. I don't want to live in that. Could you imagine living in a world where it's like one and four, it's Georgia versus Alabama, and then Michigan versus Ohio State? It's like, didn't we just see this? I don't want to live in that world um, at but all. I do know some Alabama fans that don't want to be in the playoff because they are pretty confident that they'll lose. Um, but, you know, that's whatever. The line here, for, I still don't know. The line here for this Pac-12 game is minus three for USC. Um, I am going – and honestly – the game is that close to me. I think it'll be that close. I think USC is going to win by six. Oof. I don't know. You Because it's like the Pac-12 is the Pac-12 is the Pac-12. The problem with that being is that Utah has proven to be kind of fraudulent. Yeah. At different <laughs> points of the season. But also it's like, didn't I feel like Utah is the only team that has beat USC this season as well. Mm. So now it's like you either get the revenge game or it's like USC or, or USC is the real frauds. Either USC is the real fraud or, you know, we're in a universe where it's hard to beat USC twice in one year. It is Good very point. hard to beat USC twice in one year. They beat USC 43-42 to 42 on October 15th. Only one point. So 43 to 42? Yeah, 43 to 42. Interesting. Okay. Only, only just one point. Where is so. this game being played at? It's getting played in Las Vegas. Sin City. So I said, I mean, the line here, like I said, it's minus three for USC, and I think it is that close. Give so me USC. Caleb Williams, number one Caleb Williams stand, number one USC stand for the next week of my life. Until Sunday. Caleb Williams, front runner for the Heisman. Bro, I, when I, according to go when, to I went, when I went on his Instagram page the other day, talking about a man that's using his NIL. <laughs> <laughs> NIL deal with sunglasses. With like his outfits before the game, yes. with uh, hydration beverages, with beats. The USC, this man is getting paid. The USC slash LA money is insane in this NIL. Uh, USC, this is random. USC just got the number one point guard in the in the nation going to them, and he's from Georgia. Sheesh. How much money? I, I just want to know how much money. I just want to know. Monet. So. But uh, but yeah, USC is probably going to win for me on that one. That's going to be an interesting game, just in terms of how high scoring it's probably going to be. No, oh, there we go. So that I mean that that basically does it for the Tuesday edition. We're kind of switching days as far as when we do football because we had to kind of talk about it all with the yeah. freeze higher and the previous games. This week. Had to get it out early. Had to get it out as early. early as we could. So, and I don't think a whole lot's going to change in between now and 
Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> it is conference championship week. It's a, always a fun one. And week. if it does change, we will put it out on an emergency episode. If for would, whatever reason real, you freeze. Real, real, real quick. All right, so the uh, the uh, the Chick-fil-A halftime, uh, halftime thing uh, that's going to happen in the SEC where it's, you know, whatever, you know, one person from – one student from each oh, team see, trying to get the – the uh, the ball toss game, whatever. You got the left side or the right side. Was it the Chick Fil A or was it the, the Doctor Pepper? Doctor uh, Doctor Pepper, I whatever Dr. it is. Doctor Pepper. Pepper, okay. It is something that you would think Chick Fil A would do. Doctor Pepper, or who do you got, left or right side? Uh, if there's a male, I've got the male. Right side. I'm going to go left side just to be. Counter. If it's male versus female, I got the male. If it's, I'm going female. No, okay. no, 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 no. We're blindly picking sides. Okay, left side then. I go right side. I'll go left. Right side. side. Strong side. How much money are we willing to put down on this? Uh, how many, how many peanut butter crackers? What? Since we're not actually putting down money. If, if how many prime bottles am how I many willing to If bottles. right side go. wins, Walker, you have to eat chili. We can do like turkey, ground beef, or whatever. But you have to eat chili and eat peanut butter crackers at the same time. That sounds disgusting. It's delicious. It's a blessing. My family does it. It's, that's a whole different conversation for a different day. Uh, Robinson's, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It sounds very tasty. If right side wins, then then you got to do that. If left side wins, what do you want? Three prime bottles. Three? Mm-hmm. Various colors or the same color? We'll hash that out later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Deal. All right. I mean, we're on the same side. Why are we shaking hands? I, sh- I don't know. Just transitive property? Jeez. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Mercy. You guys got anything else you want to talk about this this episode? Oh, my. Y'all are Thank you.